Welcome back to Wake Up Winden, where we're going to talk about Season 2, Episode 6 of Dark, An Endless Cycle. I'm your host, Brian, and with me from Chicago is Jerry. Jerry, how are you doing this morning? Hey, Brian. Doing great. Excited to discuss another episode of Dark. And this one's a banger. I really I really like this one. Uh, I love the party scene, and I love seeing everybody happy on Dark. There's, there's a lot of happy scenes in this episode, more so than any other episode in the entire series. Yeah, if I could borrow uh, something like you hear on a Ringer podcast frequently, it would be uh, you just want to spend more time with these characters, <laughs> and this episode yeah. lets you lets you draw them out, right? Let's uh, you get to see them in a different setting than they usually would be in. Yes, totally agree. A few lines like uh, I know we've talked about this line before, but it's really cool seeing you know when Jonas goes back in the past. I don't know why I'm starting with this, but when Ulrich sees uh, Ulrich, Katarina, and Mikkel see the Jonas that's coming back from the past. And Ulrich says, uh, see you later, Romeo. Like, just stuff like that yeah. in this episode. It, it's so funny. I, I You know, um, you, I, I, you, you, you feel like there's, there's just so much carefreeness going on. You know, like, um, they, I, certainly they're worried about Mikkel, who's sick in the back of the car. But, like, they, they just seem free, don't they? I mean, um, you know, everyone just seems lighter this episode um and and where of course this is you know takes place before um you know michael uh commits suicide and really nothing bad has happened to these characters right i mean obviously you know um ulrich lost his brother when he was younger but nothing recently has been you know bad has happened so everyone's just in a completely different mood you know yeah they look a lot fresher a lot a lot younger even i'm wondering how they filmed this do you think it's just technology that they made them look younger or did they film this at a different time? What do you think about that? You know, I, I don't know exactly. I do know one thing that I noticed is they certainly have a lot more light in this episode. And I mean that as far as, um, you know, the sky, like it's a sunny day, Mm -hmm. right. You know, and, um, obviously it rains later in the episode. Um, so the rains do come, but almost symbolizing the beginning of all this, right. Uh, but at the same time, when they're at the beach, it's beautiful. I, I mean, and you know, in, in, in all the previous episodes, we haven't seen a sunny day like this, right? Where they're they're outside, they're in their bathing suits, they're swimming. I mean, there's there's, I mean, that that's part of it, I, at least to my understanding, or my belief. Yeah, the only other time I could think of that it was sunny was when the radio announcer and the beginning of summer, I think it was at the beginning of the season, was like, wake up sleepyheads, and it was, uh, I think it was like the first day of summer or something like that. But Yeah, the yeah show, that, that makes sense. The show definitely makes a point that like this day like is a beautiful day, it's an idyllic day, and... Uh, the kid, the, you know, the teenagers really bask in the, you know, the glory of the day, right? Yeah. I really, so I really enjoy, you know, there's two like kind of big parts of the scene uh, of this, of this episode, maybe three big parts, right? Where we have the lake scene, yeah. the party scene, and then everything going on with Mikkel and Jonas at the end. Really, really like the lake scene. Uh, you know, you get Bartosz being, being, you know, typical douche <laughs> that, that he is. <laughs> um, do you think him and Magnus set that up? Uh, beforehand yeah i think so i i I think you know that's a that's you know that's something that you'd want to tease your sister about right um and i feel like um bartosh and magnus you know maybe they didn't talk about it necessarily but you know i think bartosh sees magnus behind martha 
and, and you know, they, they can kind of, you know, they're friends. They, they know that they can kind of work together um, without talking about it beforehand. And he kind of does the going down below and, and you know, kind of pulls at her, her ankles and her feet. Um, you know, it's, it's just fun. You know, kids having fun. You know, that type of thing. Obviously, it doesn't keep her down very long enough to kind of scare her and, you know, let's go. And, you know, it's 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 kind of a fun, you know, that fun thing. They're, they're just having fun. Their kids having fun. Yeah, they're kind of like, it's like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. You know, they just get, give the, the eyebrow look and, you know, they know it's going to be a long touchdown here. Or the more toss yep. nose to prank. Yep. <laughs> Instead of setting them up with an alley-oop here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, you know what was kind of strange, though? Uh, I know, you know when he, he uh, Magnus encounters Fran- Francisca? I, is she just sunbathing there? It's, uh, it is kind of, you know, strange. I, I get why he runs up to her. It does look kind of concerning. Yeah. Well, number one, um, all the other kids seem to have bathing suits, or at the very least, if you're Magnus, wearing jean shorts in the, in, in the water. But she just, she's just, you know, full, full nude. Um, I guess, you know, don't, don't know the Doppler's not, are they not able to afford bathing suits? Do they just not believe in them? I, I don't know. Um, but, but she's like, you know, not only topless, but bottomless as well. Um, and, and more so like if, if you, you know, I don't know, if, if you're not wearing any clothes and you're bathing, you worry about people not wanting to see people not, you know, not wanting to see you naked. The way she was lying face down, that's probably not the best view, you know, that you want no <laughs> try and show up um you know for everyone uh it doesn't look good it looks like you're dead <laughs> so, yeah definitely looks and like that's she's... what magnus obviously thinks and then obviously she has a scene where she kind of like talks to him she's you know obviously naked and and um you know we can see why magnus has been following her around for her all these episodes <laughs> yeah this is where it all starts and i have to remember that you know we're back in time here this is the beginning of everything right and it, it is when he's when when he sees her it's like almost like if you know if she had a snorkel it might make more sense um you know i get that she might be sunbathing but it does seem just like conspicuous how long can you hold that pose underwater so yeah he goes to run and save her and you know she says she's plenty alive and she kind of gives him a smile and we do see the it's kind of the start of their relationship um, yeah and i mean could be part of it is like she's not doing well you know yeah. the the her parents' relationship is deteriorating, and we see some of that, right? Yep. Um, and maybe she's, you know, frustrated with that, and so she's holding her head underwater, and, and you know, I, I don't know what, where the naked part comes into all this, but, um, you know, she's she's grappling with it, maybe. That's true. You see her maybe at the end. Maybe she wants attention. Maybe that's what the naked part has to do with it. Mm-hmm. That's true. You see her at the end. Uh, she was spying on Peter. She uh, was able to follow him to Benny's trailer. And then... Yeah. Um, you know, Charlotte, it seems like Charlotte kind of knows about it already, too. And Peter kind of counters Charlotte by saying, you're dead inside. I never get anything from you. And it's sad knowing what we, I guess we don't really know the full story about Charlotte, but we know she's hiding something right now. And, you know, it's, it, uh, I feel bad for Charlotte. Yeah. And, and more importantly, they're, they're just not working through things, you know, as a couple. You, you can kind of see that. You can see uh, things are not going well in the Dabra household. And, you know, there's obviously things in the previous episodes that have pointed to the fact that, like, something's wrong there. Like, you know, something's not going well, and they're, you know, they're not, they're just kind of living day to day. They're right. not, you know, addressing the, the long-term view of things and addressing the issues and finding a solution. Um, they're just, 
there, there's something going on there. And now we kind of see even more of it. We see kind of the breakdown occurring um, where they're, they're just not communicating and they're not trying to work through their issues. Right. Uh, they um, separate themselves, right? Uh, you know, we know that yeah. they separate themselves in the bedroom later on. We know they sleep in different bedrooms. But even in this episode, yeah. only one of them can go to the party. And I was kind of surprised that Charlotte wanted to go to the party and that she didn't force Peter as a punishment to go to the party instead. It doesn't seem like Charlotte would be too much of a party person. No, but she, she has relationships with these people, right? I mean, she's, she's friends with them, you know? Obviously, like, you know, she's, she's friends with Katerina and 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 uh and and um you know and hannah like they're they're buds right so of course she wants to be at the party i mean obviously anyone want to be at katarina and ulrich's party right i mean i'm sure they're they're fairly popular um so you know i think going to the party would be a good thing yeah i think the connection's more with ulrich though i don't know if she is friends with hannah and charlotte is she i mean like you know in the in the... this is true this is true. i mean i guess maybe she is a little more closer but i feel like I don't know, just watching the scenes, I feel like they're all kind of friends. They're, they're friendly at the very least. Small town. Grew up in the same high school, same place. Yeah. yeah you're the same so. age, you know. You, you, everyone's got kids around the same age. And it makes sense that you're, you're going to be friendly with the other parents of, of the, you know, the, of your kids, of your, the friends of your kids. You know, that happens quite often. To be fair, it looks like a great party. Maybe, you know, Ulrich and Katarina are probably known for their fantastic house parties so she didn't want to miss out i'd say so i mean great music um <laughs> it looked like a lot of fun slideshows um, you know a lot of champagne i'm not the biggest champagne guy i feel like that that does it gives me just a bad hangover um but i'm sure i could have found a beer that i like there yeah um no. uh, you know or even a mixed drink um but but yeah it looked like a lot of fun come on if ulrich opened up some champagne for you you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have a glass right <laughs> I, I would I would I, I would put put aside the feelings that I would have the next morning and I would just you know go for that glass of champagne with a whole obviously yeah you know and you could hear all of his commentary on the slideshow I, I think I liked <laughs> my favorite one was when I think it was like Hannah and <laughs> Hannah and Katarina and he's like so hot they're hot <laughs> yeah that was great it was great <laughs> um you know and then you know, the party, you know, so the whole party scene is great. Um, a few things here that I wanted to note, you know, the only time we ever see these grandparents in a good mood, I think, is the scene, um, you know, we have Yana and Tranta, and they're they're happy. They're talking yeah. about Magnus, I think, talking about getting his driver's license, right? Yes. Yeah, you can, you can see them being grandparents, right? Like, you know, being excited for their grandkids and, and the milestones that they're hitting. Magnus is close to getting a driver's license, so that's exciting. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a fun time at the party, you know, and obviously uh, currently with, with everything going on and, um, you know, those are <laughs> for a lot of people becoming less and less right now. And it's even more wholesome and, and uh, filling to see, um, you know, even if it's on a TV show, uh, a family party or a party with friends and family, that, um, that's that, true. that was kind of a nice scene. Yeah. I couldn't help but think, oh man, they're so close to each other. Um, Katarina yeah. was, uh, <laughs> no one's wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. Cause, uh, they have to move it, uh, inside because it was supposed to be a garden party, but with, like you said, there was an incoming storm. So they've moved things, uh, inside, and, you know, it was more, more cozy, intimate affair, but you know, you gotta, gotta think it w- would fly against the regulations today. Yes. In 2020, yeah. it would. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you about Bartosh. Why? So why didn't their family get invited? I guess clearly they're supposed to be on the outs, right? Yeah, I, you know, I think that that they're, 
I don't know. I think I think he kind of gives a reason like, hey, I can't do it. We have something special. But then it looks like they're just them having dinner and like cheersing with wine. Like, I don't know. It, I think it implies that um, that uh, the Tiedemans are maybe a, a, they're just kind of above a certain, you know, maybe they feel like they're a class above, you know, the, the rest of those families and they kind of do their own thing. They're, they're above it. Do you know what I mean? Do sure. you get that feeling? A little yeah. Bit? So they're, they're not going to stoop so low to hang out at a uh, principal's yeah. house party. Maybe they would be like me. They'd be worried about the hangover after the champagne. <laughs> that all like, served. You know, what, what, kind, what type of quality the champagne. <laughs> like, you know, it'll be flowing with Olaf and Katarina's house. I would, I, so, yeah, because Bartosz specifically says we have a hotel party to go to. So he's he's definitely lying because it's just, yeah, like you said, it's a family dinner with the three of them. He looks really sad, though. Like, yeah. he definitely wants to be there, you know. And I do feel bad for him when he has to tell when he has to tell her because you could tell he's trying his best. He's like, I like your hair that way. It looks really nice. Yeah. Your hair, I mean. So, like, you know, if I, I, I did feel bad for him at that point. It is. It, you, you do feel bad for him. It's quite an awkward scene with, with the two of them, you know, holding the bikes and, you know, him kind of just being like, look, I wanted to come to your parents' anniversary party, which is kind of awkward to say, but <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, sorry. Um, but uh, you, you feel that um, – you, you can tell that, that Martha definitely has a couple of suitors um, as far as her, her group of friends. Uh, and, uh, you know, I guess that's, that's a nice thing for her. Um, but you, you can tell that she's interested in Jonas, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, her number one, Ulrich notices it. Mm-hmm. But two, like when they're when they're um, riding the bikes, like the way she kind of turns around and looks at it, you know, and that, that was kind of a, an interesting scene. Even before we see anything more, we kind of know there's something going on there, right? Right, that's when the sun is, you know, it's it's when they're showing, like, the first uh, scene of this beautiful day, and, yeah, they're riding their bikes, and everything looks so happy and peaceful, and she looks back at him. I uh, really, yeah, and like you said, you know, Ulrich no- notices, and so does Mikkel, right? Uh, Mikkel says, you know, everybody can tell that she's nuts about Jonas, so... I don't yep. think they're. I don't think she's talking about Bartosz all day at the Nielsen household. No, at the at the Nielsen uh, household, I don't think so. <laughs> no, he's Bartosz isn't getting mentioned. Let's. So meanwhile, like bad bad news for Bartosz. You know, Jonas is hooking up with Marta at this party. So uh, probably his worst nightmare, right? I mean, he's missing out on this. He's missing out on this time. I kind of like thinking about Jonas's mission, right? He has Adam sends him back for like kind of two reasons. One, he has to set everything in motion uh, with his dad and uh, his dad committing suicide. But the other thing is, it's like a secondary mission to set up this uh, plan to, you know, hook up with Marta. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so for sure. Um, and I, I feel like it's a very interesting scene. The the conversation that I mean, it was it was just it's interesting to watch, right? Um, and it's interesting to, to rewatch it too, but. The conversation that Jonas has and the level of conversation he has with Martha when it's the old version of him and the new version, or the one with the scar, I guess I should say. So, you know, the the old the younger version of him, you know, very carefree, you know, just kinda like, you know, kinda thinking about things, you know, finding little <laughs> little things in the sand, you know, just being light and airy and, and you know, kinda doing whatever and then realizing that 
you know, you need to help uh, grandma with technology, which is never a, a fun thing. Um, <laughs> and then kind of going off and then contrast that with uh, Jonas with the, the scarring, which is very much like, you know, he comes, he sits down and, and you know, we don't have much time. And um, you and I are meant to be together. He's just straightforward, you know, right. very forward, which, you know, it obviously leads to a kiss and is a beautiful scene. Um, I don't know why she doesn't realize, like, hey, you weren't wearing this coat, and you definitely weren't wearing pants when you left me. Like, what's the deal? Did it get, did it get cold? Like, I mean, she's still wearing her bathing suit. Like, why would you put on all different clothes? But nonetheless, uh, it's still it's still a very effective scene. Sure, and his hair's a lot longer. Like, his dad notices that later in the episode. So, yeah, Marta, Marta definitely doesn't catch on to that. Um, she doesn't pick up on it. No. I did like at the party, like when they're in the bedroom, Marta tells him, you know, it's about what you said at the lake. And uh, Jonas responds with, you know, uh, with my grandma and the internet. And I wish Marta was just yeah. like, no, Jonas, not with <laughs> You're your grandma. About my grandma's iPad? Yeah, like... No, Jonas, not, not that. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously he has no idea because, you know, he hasn't experienced it yet. But I'm trying to imagine how the show might be different if Jonas had a different wardrobe choice. Obviously, he needs something to cover the scar, so I think maybe like a nice turtleneck could have could have gone nicely for him. Yeah, but <laughs> turtlenecks during the summer are probably would look even funnier than the raincoat. I think the raincoat works because there was rain coming that day. <laughs> yeah, and they needed it to be a color that was you know distinct too, right? It couldn't just they be did. a black raincoat or a you know blue raincoat. It had to be something that would be kind of out of the ordinary. Yeah, and. Uh, Michael or Michael seems to be um, very much. Uh, I mean, obviously, you feel bad for him. You see him in the beginning of this episode. He's very troubled, yeah. right? Um, and he's, I mean, startled by the fact that Jonas has the, the the yellow raincoat, you know. And part of me is like, man, you should have just like made sure and told Jonas at a young age, hey, if you're gonna get a raincoat, get the blue one, <laughs> yeah. you know, or. Seems like this <laughs> could have been one, prevented. Whatever color, whatever color the yellow that they have. Yeah, Hannah um, must have been in charge but, of that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's tough, and I think you can see that that he's he's not doing well. You know, I think he's it's weighing on him that he knows that he he knows there's a younger version of himself, and he's just down the street, and you know, there's should he do something? You know, he he walks down the stairs. And he wants to, to to tell young Mikkel something. He wants to tell the younger version of himself something, but then he can't do it. You know, he 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 comes downstairs to tell him, but then he then he stands in the corner and and kind of hides. And then the younger version sees him, and he can't he can't get anything out. He he doesn't he doesn't know what to do. You know, he doesn't know should I talk to him? Should I interact with him? What will happen? You know, like it's all it's all very stressful for him, and you can just tell that you know, in these scenes, it, the actor does a wonderful job. Yeah. Um, the, the actor who plays Michael, um, just, just it does a masterful job conveying that and conveying the feelings that he has and, and, and the pain he's going through. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a great scene, you know, even in the beginning of the episode when he goes, boo, you know, and he scares Jonas, it's like, it's just, it's, it's really good. You could tell he's, he's a fun guy, but he's in a tortured place right now. Yeah. He, I, I love, he's, uh, he's very stressed out. I love how they set that up where you don't know at the beginning of the episode, you know, I thought, you know, if I, for some reason I still, I, I know how the last episode ended, but I, for some reason still thought that we're in the present time 
but when they kind of give uh, give you Mikkel in the beginning of the episode still alive, you know, that places you right in the episode and where we're supposed to be. So I kind of like how they did that. And, um, yeah. you know, we get those revelations, like Mikkel noticing the raincoat. And was it just me or did Hannah kind of kind of have a look at Mikkel when she came over to the house to give uh, Katarina the glasses? Did you notice anything with that? Maybe, maybe, maybe she did. I thought yeah, there was I mean, a little bit of a look. Funny, like she doesn't say right away. Yeah, you can use the bathroom. <laughs> right, right. She's kind of like, and that, that's why it doesn't Ulrich say like, okay, why don't you grab a tree, like, <laughs> yeah, or something like that. He yeah, Ulrich's telling him to go pee like, by the tree. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the reason, I'm, so like, I could almost see that. What if this was the first time Hannah had a really good glimpse of Mikkel for a long time? Maybe it's been a few years. Mikkel maybe had a different haircut. Maybe this is like, okay, it's right before, you know, it's a few months before Mikkel's going to go back in time. He's starting to look like the Mikkel she knew. Maybe this is the first time yeah. she's seen him like this. And she's like, oh, shit. It could be clicking <laughs> so for her. It's starting to click maybe, or at least, you know, something's off, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and then, I, and then you know, obviously he goes into the house and we have the scene where he, you were just describing too. So you think Mik- Mikkel probably remembers that, right? The older version probably remembers seeing, you know, the... <laughs> himself in the house, right? He has to. Yeah. I mean, he, he absolutely has to. You know, I, I I would think I would think that the things that happened right before you time traveling would be something you'd remember. However, when 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 they they finally um, when we finally get Jonas with the scarring talking to his father. And he, the way he kind of indicates to his father that he remembers is he does like the ultimate fist bump or whatever. I don't know if he would have necessarily remembered that. Like, I, I feel like um, if you're Mikkel, I feel like you definitely remember the last trick you showed before you before you disappeared to your dad. Like that, I know you would remember. Yeah. You'd remember that day pretty vividly. But the random fist bumps that happened, you know, like a month before you disappeared or like a year before you just, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know if you'd necessarily remember that, but I think they had to do it. And it's fresh in our minds because it happened earlier in the episode. So, you know, it works. But, yeah, I, I'm not so sure. I think, I think you could have said a couple other things to really hammer it home, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, I was just wondering. I wonder about that. I think you probably would unless, you know, through... You know, we've seen what Enos has been doing with him. Maybe there's some traumatic experiences that make him forget, but I would I would think he probably remembers. Yeah. That. One more thing I want to ask you about Mikel. You know what? He's supposed to be like an artistic painter as opposed to a blue collar painter, correct? Yeah. I, I mean, maybe he does both, but the I would think it's artistic, but man, is it dark? Like, yeah. I'm I don't just, think I'd buy any of the Mikel paintings. Do no, you, would you? Would you like, no, yeah. He talks about finishing his picture, and I was just like, "Oh boy, I don't want to see that picture." Uh, uh, but I was just maybe try a new picture. He he has a lot of like white paint on his clothes that uh, look like it would come from you know painting a room white you know all day, as opposed to like you know like painting on an easel. I don't know. I what do I know about painting? Right? Maybe maybe you do get that dirty. It just it just looked like not the right type of wardrobe for the job he has i don't know i don't know i'm stretching here i think you know maybe they're maybe they're trying to show a lot of black and white right yeah with with yeah. it with his outfit yeah he's yeah. wearing black he's wearing black pants black t-shirt but there's white paint spots you know so maybe you're trying to get the black and white there yep you know yeah. okay that makes sense 
And uh, we talked about the, uh, the Bartosh family, the Tiedemanns, just a little bit. You also see that yeah. Alexander's reading about the murder 33 years in Marburg, um, 33 years later. <laughs> kind of a weird, uh, convenient time to be printing that in the newspaper, but uh, I did like that they keep drawing this out, right? Yeah, yeah, they keep drawing out that Alexander has things he needs to be worried about at yes. all times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <he's laughs> definitely. We saw, you know, we knew how he came into the Winden scene uh, in a bit of a troubled situation, uh, bleeding, yep. it looks like, from a gunshot. So still that is hanging over our head here in Winden. So let's see, what uh, where, where else do you want to go here? Um, you know, the whole episode kind of sets up to the party scene. And, and then we also have the conversation with Mikkel and Jonas and eventually Claudia coming into the picture. Where do you want to go from here? I, I feel like let's 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 uh, let's finish up with the party and then we can get into Claudia and Michael and Jonas because that that's, I think that's probably the most important thing we could save that to the end, right? Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of going through my notes at the party. I I do like when uh, Katerina, you know, she's in such a good mood, such a contrast to how we see her in every other episode, and when she gets to hear Heaven on Earth and she's so happy and she's clinking with Hannah, she's like, I'm glad you're here. It's just such a different version of Katarina than we uh, usually get. Yeah, and you can tell they're friends, right? Like, they're, I mean, they, they're they definitely friends, you know? Like, before all this kind of goes down and, you know, uh, Hannah starts sleeping with Ulrich, like, they're definitely friends. Like, right. they're, they're not, like, acquaintances. Like, they're friends, you know? And... Um, and you get to see that and there's a nice, you know, there's a nice scene there and you can see them all kind of, you know, um, being friendly and, and getting together and celebrating, right. Celebrating an achievement and a milestone and, and an anniversary for, uh, for Ulrich and uh, Katarina. Right. Right. And you know, it's, it's really sad. So it's their 25th anniversary and this is supposed to be, I, I think, I think, I, I think I'm right here. This is supposed to be like, we're seeing the first time that Hannah and Ulrich hook up, uh, in this, like the first time they start having an affair, what do you think? Do you think that's I think right? so? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, to my understanding, I feel like that's you know, Hannah gives them a couple of looks, and then they're like, they both decide to go out and have a cigarette together, and then you know, trouble ensues. But you know, it's it's interesting. They have you know, an interesting conversation about rain coming and you know, trouble coming, really, which they're not wrong about. Um, little do they know. Uh, <laughs> Um, they're referencing a storm, but, uh, there's a lot more than that. Uh, but at the same time, you, you can kind of see the beginnings of, of the affair, uh, occurring, right? Right. And it's actually a callback too. So when they're at the bus station, I think, um, you know, season one or I think season one, they have almost the exact same conversation. I think the words are flipped where they're talking about the apocalypse and a world without wind in. Uh, so I think yeah. that's really cool. So like, I mean, that nostalgia, I guess, you know, prompts them to have the affair. But you have it juxtaposed with Katerina, you know, being a good mother to Mikkel, who, you know, is sick with rubella. And he comes down and interrupts the slideshow and Ulrich gets to carry on with the party. But, you know, for Katerina, the party ends and, you know, her husband starts to cheat on her. It's a really rough, rough story for Katerina. Yeah, this is true. This is very true. It's, you know, the day doesn't start out right for Katerina. Just no. to begin with, I mean, with with, with a kid with new rubella, um, not, yeah, Mikkel not a good walking way to start in on your them. Uh, your anniversary party day. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and Mikkel walks in on them without knocking to tell them that he has the rubella, which you know angers Ulrich. Does anybody knock around here? <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't look good. Um, 
we, we did a little bit of research on rubella because neither of us uh, have had any experience with it before starting the, the podcast. And uh, thoughts on still having the party? Well, he has rubella. I, I don't I don't know if that was the best idea. <laughs> you know, that's a really good point. I hadn't even thought about that. But yeah, I guess now that we're, you know, especially now in 2020, thinking about those things more, uh, that's a really good point. At least you should have uh, at least warned the guest or at least... Uh, Maybe if it was outside, it would have still been okay. But, you know, that house could be covered with rubella, right? Yeah. I mean, it, I, it just didn't seem like a good idea in my mind. Um, we did a little bit of research. Apparently, if, if you're pregnant, it could spread to your unborn child, so which uh, can be very, very uh, bad. So um, maybe they could have at least, you know, we made some phone calls and just seen if people were pregnant. I don't know. Or something. Uh, well, <laughs> any sort of prevention to, to worry about potentially spreading rubella. Yeah, the party would have been would have been you know helpful. Obviously, there there's a there's a, a cure. Or a, um, there, currently, there's there's a vaccine for it, which is very effective. Um, but I think it's 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 something that should have been taken into account. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, episode seven is all about the outbreak in Winden with the rubella. Uh, we'll be covering that next time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they do have the party anyway. Uh, you know, and. Uh, you know, as we've seen today, you know, uh, people are going to do what they're going to do, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess it kind of yep. kind of fits uh, with what's going on today, too. Yeah. So then, you know, Martel eventually leaves Jonas upstairs and, you know, the future version of Jonas really did him, him a salad to lead him to this point, because this version of Jonas has no idea what's going on. Yeah, boy, did he. I mean, right. <laughs> like uh, he kind of he did all the work and then, um, you know, the. The, the younger version of Jonas gets three of the benefits. So <laughs> yeah, it is Bartosz. Yeah, it's a good night for him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> as Bartosz, you know, a few miles away, squishes his wine glass and it breaks. Um, <laughs> you know who else looked younger? We talked about people looking younger. Um, Regina, I just couldn't help but notice just how young and youthful she looked, um, you know, because we've seen her with the chemo going on. And I just felt so bad for her again after seeing her, you know, happy with Alexander again in this episode. Yeah. She does look good, uh, and that's obviously before um, she has, you know, uh, the cancer, yeah. right? So, uh, I mean, maybe she has it, but she doesn't know about she it. She not It's not affecting yeah. her physically at this point. Right. So, um, yeah, you, you, you know, it's good to kind of see her in, in a good in good health. Yeah, and it seems like uh, her and Alex have uh, daily lunches together. So, you know, best couple in Wyndon always have been. Yes, agreed. <laughs> agreed, for sure. Yeah. Um, Although Magnus and Fran give give them a run for their money, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, they do have some questionable <laughs> points, though Magnus and Fran. But uh, I they guess, do. I guess they do. There are some questionable yeah. issues, but but they're they're pretty they're pretty solid couple as well. Yeah. You know what else was questionable? Uh, how Alexander and Regina's relationship starts with Alexander waving a gun at a couple teenagers. So I guess that uh, <laughs> the, what relationship is without uh, faults, right? <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> Um, okay, so really quickly at the beach, too, we should mention that Marta was reading Ariadna, well, the play she was in in the first season that has been kind of ever-present throughout the throughout the show. Yep. So, yeah, they even make a point in the subtitles to make sure you know that she's reading Ariana stage play. Yeah. Let's see. She's, she's, re- she's reading her lines. She's memorizing her lines, right? And Let's go, cool, yeah. Sense. She's studying up for it. I wonder, she's probably already got the part, I guess, at this point. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Or she's, she's preparing, preparing for the play. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so I think, do you have anything else on the party scene or uh, 
party scene or the beach scene? No, I think I think I'm good on both. Yeah, I think so too. Um, it was just really fun seeing both those happy times and then you know Ulrich ruining it with uh, his devious ways. But uh, <laughs> anyway, back back to we should go to the really serious conversation that Mikkel and Jonas have, right? Yes, yes, I, I think so, and I think this is this is probably the the main point of the episode, right? Is it, a, a conversation that we've we've. I mean, for me, I don't know. When I watched the show, I really wanted this conversation to happen for a long time. You know, you're talking about um, when we start the show, um, uh, Michael kills himself, right? And you, you want you know, when you, you realize there's going to be time travel involved in the show and you kind of, and that occurs quite early, um, you, you want to, you inevitably think that there's going to be a scene where he gets to talk to his father before that happens. And, and this is that scene. This is that episode where that happens. And it's a very emotional conversation and, um, and it's a very deep conversation. And, um, you know, it, it was, it was good to see. You know, it was really good to see. Yeah, and I think I started saying to myself, no, 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 no. The first time I saw this when he said, what do I have to do? What are you talking about, Jonas? Right? Because at that point, you're kind of thinking, oh, no, Jonas isn't here to stop it. Are you the cause of, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it's kind of, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. You're kind of like, oh, shoot, is this going to be the chicken and the egg? Like, you know, which one comes first? It's, it's, it kind of, yeah, it, yeah, it totally goes there, doesn't it? Yeah, you have that painful, like, few minutes of realizing, oh, this is what's happening, and it eventually does happen with Claudia telling him kind of the nail in the coffin is that we all have to make sacrifices. And it just really, it really hurts, you know, like him having to say goodbye to his dad, knowing that what what's going to happen and um, going on this time-traveling journey with Claudia. Um, it's, it's That's really a tough thing to walk away from. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, it's a tough conversation and, um, you know, it's beautiful though. I mean, it's, uh, the way that it ends, um, where he's like, you know, he's, he's kind of being very strong for his son and God doesn't err. And, yeah. you know, we need to believe in what we, you know, what we can do. And, um, we don't know what, you know, maybe your part in all of this is more important than you think, you know, and, and it's kind of said by a couple of different people and, um, you know, we're starting to get that message that, that, uh, that Jonas is the main character and, and that it's important and his importance in this story. Right. Yeah. So that Noah conversation back in the hospital really had an effect on Mikkel that he, um, you know, is a true believer, right. That he, he's, he's thinking that, uh, you know, he says the exact same thing. Noah says God has a plan for everybody. Right. Yes. Yes, uh, he does. So that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. That's interesting. I know he runs into him. Maybe I mean maybe he has a few more run-ins with Noah, but I did think that is interesting. I know he knows that he tells Jonas that he won't be born without him, and you know he's his father. He wants him to. He wants him to live. So it's just really, I don't know. It's uh, it, it is a beautiful scene, right? That they're that they're making like Jonas doesn't want it to happen. They each kind of want to sacrifice for each other, but Claudia kind of is the tiebreaker. <laughs> that Claudia is like, no, this has to happen, right? Yeah. She, she's the one that kind of comes in and, and this needs to happen. And, um, and you know, and then we kind of see what happens after that. And it's, my, you know, Michael going upstairs and writing the letter. And, um, you know, it's, 
it's tough. And then, and then you also see Jonas going with Claudia to, to learn, right. Um, to, to, to begin to understand what's going on truly with the time travel. And it seems like Claudia's not on the same side as Adam, right? She's, she's kind of fighting against it and she's uh, maybe going to turn, you know, maybe going to teach him some things that Adam hasn't really taught. Yeah. And maybe we're going to get the understanding of both sides here. Right. Right. And she also says that she's seen a world without Jonas and that it's not, not what you think it is. So she kind of sets that up for Jonas and he eventually does go with her at the end. It kind of leads us into our musical montage, really slow, sad song this time, but it was, it was good too. Uh, They're always, you know, really beautifully done. Yeah. I feel like if they would have had an episode where they could have had an upbeat song, this would have been the episode though. Missed opportunity on that one. It could have been by the dark producers. Yeah. It could have been cool to have an upbeat song and like have a montage of the party and different, uh, I could have had like five more minutes at the party. That would have been good. Yeah. Every scene in the party is great. I mean, the, the more the party, the better. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They could, uh, yeah. just want to spend more time with these characters. Yeah. Um, I hear you. Okay. So I'm trying to think, do we have, what else, uh, does anything else happen in the episode towards, uh, how, uh, what, what happens at the end here? I think at the end, the we letter. Get to see, right. yeah, I mean, at the very end, we see Magnus, we, we find out that oh, the, yeah. the old guy is Magnus and the young, the older woman with Adam is, is Fran, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that, what that's has to kind be. of a nice reveal. Exactly. Yeah. That's really cool too. Cause they say, why couldn't you at least tell him what he was going to do? And, uh, yeah. you know, Fran- Francisca hits Magnus with the line, we all have to make sacrifices. So, you know, so much of the show is repeated, right? A lot of these, a lot of these are callbacks to previous episodes or even just this episode too. Yeah. And we get the, the confirmation that, you know, it wasn't when, when we see Jonas going into the black hole or, the, you know, the God particle, we, 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 you know, we see him say, oh, I need to go right back to when my father was about to commit suicide and I need to talk to him and I need to, you know, X, Y, Z. And then Adam goes, yep. And like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you're a hundred percent correct. You go in, like, you kind of know that that's not the case, right? Like, and this confirms it, right? That Adam didn't really have him, you know, that Jonas's guess or estimation as to what he needed to do was not true. He was having him go back just because he knew what would happen. He knew that he didn't need to tell him or be mentioned him anything. He just knew he needed to go back to try and do what he thought was right. And that things would happen as a result of that. Right, and since Adam is Jonas, he knew that he would come to that conclusion, and he knew that, <laughs> and he, he, like you know, you know what I mean. He knew that he would, he could set this up because he knew what he was thinking previously, and he knew that that would yeah. lead him back there. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's such a tangled web. Uh, the other thing that Mikkel says in his his letter, um, he tells Jonas, you know, we are wanderers of the darkness. We just know uh, drop in the ocean, right? And I think we've heard that before on the show too. So. So many of these things just get said over and over again in this show. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, there's a comfort, I feel like. Part of it is like, you know, you hear it again and again, but it's by a different character. Or it's in, oh, yeah. in a different context. And and it's kind of nice. Like, it's, it's kind of like, oh, I've seen this before, but it's a little different. And you get kind of that deja vu feeling, and um, which, you know, Mikkel references earlier in the episode. But it, it's kind of nice. It's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. The the other big reveal I should mention is that Jonas was the one who led Mikkel to the cave and uh, had him stay overnight there. Uh, yes. Which, 
is really sad too. I mean, cause so Jonas had to do that later in the episode, right? Uh, or yes, like, I guess you don't see it, but he had to do that. And I, I find it interesting that young Nickel doesn't harbor any um, resentment, negativity towards Jonas because of it. <laughs> sure. Because if, 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 you know, the way he kind of skirts him into the cave and then all of a sudden he like, he wakes up and he's gone and he kind of deserts him. You, you would think there would be some sort of resentment, wouldn't you? I would think so too. And how devastating would it be to, when you um, have your son and he grows up to be the person who took you into this time travel nightmare, right? And left you. And yeah. left you. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, maybe, you know, Jonas coming back to him at the end of the episode where he, it like comes full circle, full circle for him too. Right. And he's like, finally, this all makes sense. Like my life didn't make any sense. And now <laughs> in this twisted no, sort of way yeah. kind of does. Right. So maybe yeah. it's just like a, you know, closed loop for him, but yeah, Mikkel, it's a really sad story for Mikkel too. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it, it's rough, huh? <laughs> all right. It is. It, it, it's, it's, you know, it's a beautiful scene. Um, the even the the writing of Michael or Michael writing um, the suicide note is, is is just beautifully done. The scenes they show and the words, you know, his words in the background and his writing, uh, it's very well done. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, so should we maybe try to move on to the spoiler section then? Because I think there's a few things we could. Talk I think about so. Again. Okay, cool. So thanks everybody for listening to this episode. If you are watching for the first time to drop out now because we're going to talk about spoilers for the last 10 or 15 minutes. So thank you so much. You could follow on Twitter at wakeupwinden, or you could always email the show wakeupwinden at gmail.com. And you could always help the show out by giving us a review in the iTunes store. If you could five stars, please. All right. So here we go, everybody. We're going to do spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. Um, all right, Chair. So do you, where do you want to start here? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, so much of this is um, setting up an episode that we see later in season three where Katarina dies, right? The lady so, in the So, water. I mean, probably talking a little bit about that um, and talking about the, um, you know, the story, the woman in the lake, you know, and, and finding the, the St. Christopher, um, you know, piece of the necklace and uh, Martha knowing who that is right away. And then, you know, going, Oh, don't ask, you know, that type of thing. It's like, Oh, well, you know, <laughs> it all makes sense now, but it's just really cool how they set it up and they're, they're setting it up for next season. Um, I thought that was really neat. It's, it's fun to see that again. Right. And with we, that knowledge. we knew that would come back. Right. I think before season three, the drama was, okay, who's going to die at the lake? Who's that coin going to belong to? And it turns yeah. out that Katarina's mother is the one who ends up killing her. And that's how the, yeah. the uh, coin gets stuck there. So yeah, that is, that is all really wild. And this episode does have such like a ton of setup, right? It even sets up the, um, the world without wind, uh, not a world without wind, but a world without Jonas, right? That she says that we've seen it and we're going to see that world in season three. That's a big part of season three. Um, and they also talk about destroying the origin and the origin before the origin and we know that there's a third world where the origin happens, too. So I think there's a ton, a ton to look back on in this episode. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah, the way the way that um, 
the way that Claudia references the world without Jonas. It's like, it's, it's just neat. Like she says certain things like that. And when you're watching the episode, you're like, okay, well, she's kind of maybe speaking in metaphors there, but no, we actually go to the world without Jonas. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's a key point of the show. Like, it's just awesome. Right? Yeah. It's one of the, the cooler things and parts of the show. Right. Yeah. It's the main part of season three. Another thing I was thinking about in this episode, too, I was like, oh, shit, is this the origin when uh, Jonas and Marta are hooking up? But then I was like, no, 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 because they need the Marta from the other world. So I, I was just getting yeah. confused. You know, they have there's a lot of Marta Jonas scenes. So I was just <laughs> flip flopping them in my head. Yeah. Yeah. But the lady in the water thing, uh, that is that is that is a really good, uh, really good part of that. Yeah, I can't believe that that came into play like that. I knew a coin would come into play, but the lady in the water actually being somebody is, I think that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Being a character we, we know and we've known since the beginning is really neat. Yep. Yep. What else you got from this episode, Jay? I think, I mean, for me, that, that's kind of about it. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's just fun to see them. It's fun to see the world before all the terrible has happened, you yeah. know? And I think, I think they did a good job of showing that, you know, um, I think it's, it's important to see, that world before everything goes sideways and um, to kind of better understand the characters and kind of see how we kind of see how things are turning for some people. You know, we see Ulrich beginning to flirt with, with Hannah and, you know, then, then starting an affair. And we see, you know, all these things that we we kind of jump into the middle of things um, when we start the show a little bit, um, but we get to see a little bit more behind that, you know, yeah, we get to see, you know, Martha and Jonas together you know, and being, being romantic, um, prior to, uh, the suicide of his father, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting to see all these things happen. Sure. And the show plays with time, right? The, obviously with the show, but the beginning and the ending, I think they're talking about at the beginning of this episode that the beginning is the end. It's just a different word for it. And, uh, so you say that we're in the middle of it too, right? So yeah, (laughs) you could pick this up anywhere, right? You could, you could start the story anywhere, I guess. Uh, it'd be kind of cool to see it in a different version, if it was redone with a different starting point, how that might change our perspective. Uh, but absolutely. Yeah. It would be beyond interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like a linear version of the show. Like, I wonder what that would be like, <laughs> you know, we'd have all those scenes <laughs> from 1888, right. I guess the show would start off with, um, yeah, with the, uh, what, what's their, what's their name? <laughs> the, the big family in season three, the, the, the clock maker, tan house, right? They're all the tan. I got it. Took me yeah. All there. the yeah. tan houses. We'd start with the tan house. Start with the tan houses. <laughs> yeah. Or do we start with Adam and Eve? If that could be, <laughs> that could be, yeah, that would be interesting too. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it, little, little infinity symbol running around, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 God, we haven't even introduced the infinity symbol in this yet, but you know, I was thinking about, because, yeah, I don't have a lot for spoilers either, and I was thinking about it because a lot of the content in Season 3 is kind of, you know, stuff we've already seen, but in a different version, right, in an alternate world. So, the, yes, there's definitely new material in Season 3, but not as much as in Season 2 or as in Season 1. Does that kind of make sense? It does. Yeah. It does. We're, we're seeing things in a new light in Season 3, but a lot of stuff that we've already seen. And... Season two, we're really, I feel like episode, every episode, we're, we're learning more and more. You know, we're really becoming knowledgeable. Whereas I feel like season three, you're kind of seeing, a, seeing you know, kind of things in a different light and in a different way. But, you know, how are characters reacting to that? You know, what are they going to do? Yeah. Seeing characters in a different light with a different haircut, different parting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I was just looking at my notes and I saw a line that says, uh, <laughs> Katarina wants Charlotte to dance with her and I'm just cracking up about Charlotte trying to dance. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear ya. <laughs> um, although Charlotte is quite different in the alternate world too. She, the, the version of Charlotte in the alternate world might've wanted to dance. She might've. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, she might have. She she seems very different in the alternate world. Yeah, yeah, her more her more so than maybe any other character. Yes. Um, okay, so yeah, I don't have too much either. I know that the uh, I know that the season's going to end in a fantastic way. So we've got two more episodes left to come here, and then we will complete the cycle. You know, Jared's kind of like we're you know this podcast is kind of like dark, filming all out of order. Beginnings the end, ends the beginning. It, it doesn't matter where where you start it, right? <laughs> absolutely the beginning is the end and the end is the beginning yep yep so yeah then endless likely you just listen to it over and over and over again keep going <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks so much everybody for joining us and we will talk to you next week all right take care everybody